until literally until today. At one at no. one I text Are you alive? You then you text me saying if I'm alive. No, look. And I'm like, you just me alive. Yeah. You went dark on me on Friday. And you you went dark on me all weekend. Oh my goodness! Uh, yeah, you heard a little bit of mommy and daddy talk there behind the scenes. How you doing, everybody? <laughs> it is, it has been a uh, weird Monday, uh, and uh, this show is now included uh, in all of that. Oh, <laughs> uh, thank you for watching the Yard Sign, everybody. The most important, relevant podcast in politics. Uh, also, as I like to say, the most uh, diverse, conservative pol- uh, podcast in politics. Hey. Uh, yours truly, Johnny Torres. Don't forget, if you can't watch tonight's full episode, you can also catch the audio version of tonight's episode on uh one of the tech overlords at google apple spotify audible amazon odyssey iHeartRadio, and now samsung podcasts as well so if you have a samsung device it should be very easy to find the yard sign and uh subscribe like it share it please uh we'd certainly love you for it uh certainly as we get closer to uh really uh campaign season kicking off here in 2022 next year um uh, let's go ahead and run down today's topics uh, so we can get to tonight's discussion about uh, all the things there are to talk about. And of course, Senator Bob Dole's passing. Uh, we'll uh, talk a little bit about how we came to get to know Bob Dole and, uh, and, and, and of course, how he'll be remembered uh, as much as we can remember about Bob Dole, because <laughs> that's a story in and of itself. <laughs> The Cuomo brothers currently uh, filing for unemployment. Uh, So if there happen to be any thousands of jobs out there that don't require you to hold any actual responsibility that you wouldn't uh, take full advantage of, uh, feel free to reach out to those guys. Um, They do love hugs and kisses. Um, Kamala Harris, uh, the biggest disaster since the Titanic as she loses five staff members all in about a week uh what does that say about her what does that say about uh, 2024 and of course uh democrats uh, leading into the midterms and into the next presidential election and finally we'll do uh, a broad kind of very uh, uh overview uh look at uh, what's happening in our judicial system as two huge cases happening right now one which can uh, be uh just disastrous for the elite uh, around the world in jillian maxwell and of course uh, jesse smollett juicy simolet <laughs> that's right um and uh, his whole uh hoax uh, trial and uh, and everything that's kind of all the fallout that's come from that. So, uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and uh, over to the big table for tonight's guests. We have, as uh, always, joining me from left to right, Anibal David Cabrera. How are you, sir? Hello, sir. Yeah, wearing scarves as always. Only I- now they're actually seasonally appropriate. I take offense of that. (laughs) I was able to find the box. You live in Florida. Like the fact that you have more than one scarf, I think is is a bit ridiculous. How dare you suck? (laughs) (laughs) I'm allowed to wear whatever I want to wear. Am I a little warm? Yes, but that's okay. Um, and sitting next to him looking, um, just jarred, (laughs) bust, beef, beef, beef befuddled i think might be a good word uh, i'm not getting into the scarf conversation <laughs> well, he has no place to the talk king about. of tampa bay football and hopefully a future county commissioner here for district one that is scott levinson everybody uh, jonathan what was your original comment of, uh, <laughs> of <laughs> we'll, leave, we'll leave that one in the outtakes okay outtakes yeah. bloopers yeah but please <laughs> uh wonderful to be here again i always love coming here it's thank a, you it's a it's a good time yeah it's, uh it it makes you humble with my buddy, <laughs> with my buddy to the right of me, but because uh, he just sucks all the ego out well, of the room. Well, besides, just... you guys needed me here tonight. If we're going to talk about Bob Dole, you need someone that was at least old enough. That's to exactly vote right. When Bob Dole was around, <laughs> we need someone that could vote. Someone in '96. <laughs> Someone that at least knew what he uh, accomplished, uh, was, even I to was some 31 extent. Thirty-one, and you all were still in grade school. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Grade school. I think uh, middle school for me. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were no. talking about you know how you know really. I mean, he was he was easily one of the most prominent senators in uh, Washington D.C. I'm going to hook this up uh, back up real quick, um, but. 
It was different. And, you know, he, uh, I guess, ran with General Ford at one time for vice president. Um, And then, of course, had two two runs with president, um, both unsuccessful. Right. Um, But the one that sticks out to me, just to kind of get started on, on, you know, remembering Senator Dole, I discovered him through Saturday Night Live. My parents allowed me to watch Saturday Night Live. They, you know, and uh, this was really in the early 90s when the political stuff really became a cornerstone uh of what saturday night live is today you know because they had phil hartman because they had dana carvey they had these incredible impressionists that just nailed these guys they did and and even before and this might go back to the original cast where they really started was if everyone remember well you all remember but uh when Gerald Ford was the president, he had a problem uh, falling down. Right, right. And uh, everyone thinks Chevy Chase, who was one year on the show. Yeah. But Chevy Chase, it it started as him imitating Gerald Ford falling down. Oh, funny. So if you watch every show, Chevy Chase was the one that started the show. Yeah. And he would always fall down the steps. Right. He would fall. Because this down. was before they had the the guest host. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, but once that Norm Macdonald did a a a wonderful. Yeah, movie. I mean, he did an amazing Bob Dole, and again, like seeing norm mcdonald's bob dole is basically how i remember bob dole i mean you had the stiff arm you know which was a war injury much like john mccain's you had the very um uh, the 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 very oh now i'm forgetting the term but um you know his way of speaking you know it was very monotone that was the word i was looking for very monotone um and uh there was just a weird kind of uh, like timber like a kind of like rhythm to the way he spoke it was always it was very kind of straight uptight like you know it did and it was just such a stark contrast uh to then a very young uh in you know exciting politically saxophone player saxophone player yeah, right, right you know right. um a guy from arkansas you know and, uh, <laughs> it's uh bob, and bill clinton bob dole to me and and that's pretty much he was one of the last gen, what i'll call gentleman politicians okay back then um why they argued and they fought it was nothing like it is today right um they they seem to respect each other at least outwardly mm-hmm. respect each other uh his big battle over the years was uh george bush oh okay one in him just never saw eye to eye oh wow and um it was touching one thing i i will remember of bob dole even though it was much later in life mm-hmm. was when george bush died and at the funeral yeah. and they rolled bob dole up in his wheelchair and the man it couldn't walk couldn't yeah. even get right mm-hmm. and when he stood up and saluted the that that to me said what a gentleman he really was and when when simultaneously we were also in this universe where like president donald trump was not being invited you know being essentially uninvited to events like that you know where you know they were they asked him not to attend certain events and funerals and you know and and so like you're like you were saying i think it was a turning of the chapter really in american politics it it definitely was and once you hit the gore bush recount and Mm -hmm. and chad hanging chads and well the true animosity the polarization that i see that we have today that also stemmed from going into iraq and afghanistan after september 11th oh no no doubt about because even if you look back at bill clinton and newt gingrich Mm -hmm. they they worked amazing together right um you know you they just they they yeah. did but they even to. back to the tip o'neill days now some have the, but see some people say that that was as a result of the way that that spending was done back then you had a lot of these pork bills you had a lot of um and, I, and i'm forgetting the the political term that there was for it back then but um pork barrel spending well yeah and, and, and that was essentially it i mean i think there was another term but basically where you cheating you know <laughs> 
there was they they had to get along because if they wanted to get money back to their district they had to get the approval of, of from the other side there had to be negotiation taking place and, you know yeah. nowadays because a lot of that money has been kind of cut out um you know it, uh, and and uh, they're, they don't have to play nice to, with each other anymore because no. they're not really fighting tooth and nail for every vote in the way that well, they used remember to. Remember back in the day, you had to get that 60, 60 votes right. to pass the budget. Now I don't think you need to do that anymore. You well, well it's reconciliation and everything yeah. now. But it was just when they said the gentleman from Missouri or the gentleman from Oklahoma – they meant it back then, right? You know, it wasn't the 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 vigor, the 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 vile, the, the that you see. I mean, if I'm going to compare Bob Dole to Chuck Schumer, please, <laughs> please. I, I I mean, it just it, it it was a different time, and like you said about his arms, something that people always that didn't know he had the war injury. Mm -hmm. If you remember in that in the his bad arm and hand he always had a pen oh the pen right he always had, had a pen, pen. yeah but and again i think a lot of so a lot of the polarization came about not only from 9-11 and the, the the partisan disagreement as to whether or not to go into iraq go after saddam hussein um obviously we now you know there's less debate over over that that particular decision um but we certainly see where some people will say that a lot of the partisan divide, the reason that that there is it's it's so black and white now um, in Congress is because again they don't have to get a, go along to get along anymore to get a lot of this money back to their own districts. No, and, but you ha also let's look at the leadership, you know, and it, it when you have leadership in the dinosaurs that you have in there now. They're not changing their ways. Mm -hmm. Right. They're just not. Nancy Pelosi is not ever going to be any different than she is now. There will never be compromise. There will never be. It's a zero sum. Because well, again, now. they don't have to. No, they don't have to. I mean, they're fighting over a handful of votes versus you know dozens of votes. Well, look what happens now in the Senate when you have when you have such a razor thin majority, technically mm -hmm. because of the vice president, that they are doing one senator can ruin an entire agenda, which is which is which is what should be happening. There should be a consensus. You should be getting multiple like across the aisle kind of situation yeah and again because you're playing this game you have senators that are very republican districts and those senators are, are more popular than ever in their districts and in their states even though the country hates well them. and that's the thing the process is designed to be very deliberate yeah and the process is also designed to reach compromise and to be um, very slow that's the way right yeah the, you know the, the 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 founding fathers designed it specifically that way so not only would a lot of thought go into what exactly was being um put into legislation but also so that not one side was getting everything that they wanted uh but you know back to bob dole again you know very little recollection at least personally other than again you know seeing him as a news item and you know and, and kind of in character you know as i said you know b before we went live um i certainly didn't expect norm mcdonald to pass away before bob dole no. <laughs> um but man you know the given the life that he lived i mean to see him uh you know make it this far was, is pretty incredible it, it, he like i said i look back at those times and and as as most know i was not a uh um, and I can't say I am now either, but I was not uh, a political fan. Yeah. Um, I I thought politicians and and have a obscure take on a lot of things, but at least back then, you know, it was like the days of Walter Conkright. He reported the news. Right. He actually reported the news. Yeah. With no opinion. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm comparing them to today. Sure, sure. That, today they make up the news. Well, they at least <laughs> differentiated between the news and when they were giving their opinion. Correct. You could you know, tell. Because Cronkite was staunchly against the Vietnam War. Of course. Um, but he and, told you that was his right, opinion. Right, exactly. Yeah. He would, you know, this is the news, this is my thoughts. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they didn't try to disguise it as... Uh, no, right. now you've got the, the Rachel Maddow types where her 
opinion is the news. Yep. Yeah. Um, so you know, again, I mean, it's uh, it, it is again uh, the I think uh, a, a huge passing you know in regards to generationally mm -hmm. i think he signifies the passing of a political generation that we'll probably never see again you know i think you know you see smatterings of remnants right like i think mitt romney is very much uh, a a kind of political uh candidate uh elected official of that time no like i mean in the terms of again very clean cut you know it was he like fits it's, the mold. you he know does, he does fit. you know very careful you know about what he says what he doesn't say you know it's, as a non i think he's a boomer i i'm under the impression that he's a boomer he fits that last kind of yeah. what a, a Republican, but it's probably because he came like. from a political family. Yeah, I mean, so again, if you look at the Bushes, for instance, I mean, you see that in Jeb. Mm -hmm. You know, you see that uh, even in in W. Um, now you don't see it as much, but if you watch if you follow Texas politics, you see that in George P. Mm -hmm. a little bit. But he's certainly a more contemporary politician. He's he's, he's, um, he's our age actually. He's in his thirties. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. You know, but but again, it's uh, you know, it's his age. <laughs> <laughs> but he's certainly you know he, you can see where he's he's not as kind of cookie cutter yeah. molded you know into the politician that he is he certainly seems to more relatable and down to earth you know than than even though his dad again you kind of what you see is what you get with jeb um he was still very much of that kind of you know cut a political candidate cut out yeah, and I will say uh, we were talking about this earlier off off camera that one of my first memories of even hearing the word Bob Dole was at the end, and I don't know if many people have seen this, but the ending credits for the Birdcage yeah. in the wedding scene, and you have them uh, do a close up to a few of the drag queens on the on the groom side looking across at the very Republican side of the oh room, and one of them leans over, the one of the drag queens leans over like Bob Dole looks phenomenal <laughs> or like looks gorgeous yeah. and i'm like who is bob dole again i think it was like six when this was happening so all right that well, is <laughs> that is one of my top it's three a great favorite reference movies. yeah it, great I, reference. I love the i love uh, that the just is one of my top three yeah. favorite movies uh well and i love it because it's based in miami and it and, you know it always makes me a little homesick to see the early days of south beach the craziness you know, of south beach the early craziness yes. of south beach you know there's another movie that talks about and it's it's even earlier than that one that that has scenes of south beach when it starts it's called scarface no it is called <laughs> oh my god i cannot remember the name of it but it's an old mob movie yeah actually and these old mob battalions from new york are retiring in miami beach oh funny and they all these young kids are moving into miami beach because it's becoming the new thing yeah and they're figuring out ways to like get them out of the building <laughs> oh i've been watching no i've, I've been uh re-watching miami vice oh uh, yeah and uh, so good it's it holds up Dude, the, acting's a little, the acting's a little over the top just slightly over the top it's look i had the, I, I had the linen suits with the push-up sleeves nice. and the, you, you had, that was my you wore the v-neck underneath yeah that was my <laughs> high school <laughs> you think about it that was yeah. my 80s that was yeah. high school college for so me. are you telling me Did you have the ferrari too are you telling me at one point of your life you had a fashion sense um, <laughs> I have a fashion, Robin. This is towards you, actually. I have a fashion sense. It's just nonsense, and it's, a, and it's, a, <laughs> it's just. I was going to say it's about twelve cents, you know. But that's a, that's a good line. Too. You're just jealous. I am not when jealous I wake up, I know whatsoever. what I got to do on the field. When I wake up, I look at what scarf I need to wear. Oh my in rotation everybody it's monday night thank you so much for joining us here in the yard sign if you want to join the conversation you can do so on clubhouse right now we are live search for me johnny torres or search the yard sign uh, as to one of the open groups you can join listen uh, and take us with you wherever you want to go on your mobile device uh, while you're listening to us on clubhouse and you can also join the conversation uh go in there raise your hand and uh, we'll bring you into the conversation here as we continue with tonight's topics um now we go on to a you know it's one of things you don't want to be happy about this sort of thing but i think it could not have happened to two nicer guys uh chris cuomo uh <laughs> follows uh his uh, brother in the unemployment line uh as a cnn uh now it took him long enough uh has discovered through their own and external investigation that chris cuomo was abusing uh his role at cnn uh and uh media sources to cnn in an effort to try to help his brother uh, navigate these 
current sex scandal that I think is also uh, currently in the courts, right? Isn't it in that trial also going on right now? I thought I saw tapes, depositions, and video depositions, that sort of thing. It, it, but I don't know if it's like trial yet. It's definitely not at the trial yeah, section because yeah. I thought I saw where they were doing depositions. Depositions, but okay. that's that's pre-trial completely. I will say this: I am very concerned that it took a week of internal an internal investigation by an outside law firm to force CNN to remove him as oh and, as an anchor. and apparently it's a lot more oh oh yeah. yeah and it's from it's allegations from ten years ago from a different network. Well, mind you, and it was months that CNN sat on the story, did nothing about it. And then all of a sudden, what, two weeks ago, they decided to suspend him indefinitely. And the only reason why is because the um, the text messages back and forth from the yeah. AG's office were released. Right. And you could actually see that, oh, wow, he was using other people in the news industry mm -hmm. to try to get dirt on these women. Yeah, it wasn't like, hey, you're a communications expert. What should we do here? Yeah, no. It was, They were literally trying to kill the story. Is this... I mean, does this really surprise anyone? Yeah, no. No, but then that, that's why I wanted to talk about it today, because I think the larger point here is, is that I think this is something that very, that's very common in the media. I mean, we talk about the, the woman who, who had the story at ABC about Jeffrey Epstein years before. And the only and reason they, why we know about it, because a hot mic was on. Right, exactly. She didn't know the mic, the camera was on, or, and her mic was on, and they happened to catch her on video being angry, as many journalists are, when they get scooped. Mm -hmm. She got, she had the scoop three years before mm -hmm. everybody else, and ABC killed the story, uh, because they were worried about access to it the was prince it, it was, was the during prince. the wedding yeah it, it was, was the during prince. the royal right. wedding yeah and they were I worried don't know about why i know that yeah couldn't imagine and uh and and so they wanted access to the prince and obviously uh it's uh prince andrew is very closely involved in uh and has already been accused of a number of things relating to jeffrey epstein and his private island and some of the women that were there um or young girls i should say so it's a mess so hector gonzalez hey hector hi um kimberly davis for watching hey, also hey, uh so cuomo wasn't on his serious xm show today either so i think oh, it's i'm a, sure xm's ready to pull yeah. the plug too again the simple fact is the gut it, it took it, it wasn't eight thousand or six thousand old people dying because of the governor's decisions right. to get yeah. him knocked That's out not important no not at all not at all no. it took like 12 or 13 allegations yeah. and even then they didn't do it he resigned because of the pressure he didn't they didn't remove him and yeah. it's just that that form of hypocrisy that we, we believe all women unless it's a democrat that was supposed to replace biden yeah like that's the kind of it's the kind of world that we're living in especially mm -hmm. this the cesspool that's in new york is absolutely disgusting well and, and it goes again back to why i wanted to go to the larger point being you know we see the incestuous relationship that there often is between the media and politics mm -hmm. you know you see that there's and and i don't have the list in front of me but there's plenty of people who you know one spouse will work in politics you know and then the other spouse works in the media um and you see again a lot of that crossover and and you see the extent to which they are willing to go to defend those that of their side and those of their ilk. Now, obviously, a brother is a very different situation than maybe an elected official that they side with, or you know. But we know that the media has been protecting the Clintons for ages. We know that part of the reason that the media is almost silent, almost entirely silent, on this Jelaine Maxwell trial <clears throat> is because Bill Gates is involved and Bill Clinton's involved, and you know, and and, and Prince Andrew's involved, and 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 they're they're so fearful of reporting the actual news and the actual fallout that would come from from reporting what's actually happening that they would rather you know not do their job and not do their diligence as journalists and report what's actually going on <coughs> oh we can't even get so yes this happens in dc this happens in, in new york this also happens in hillsborough county the sure. nepotism that occurs in this county the the internal politicking that occurs occurs in tallahassee occurs in hillsborough county this isn't just something of the elites this happens even in local politics and again i i'm not going to call it names because it would be a lot Why? of fun because it's, just, it's not i'm not that kind of person write wow. them down power i will write them write them down i'll call them out <laughs> 
But you see these kind of fa- political favors happening, you know, at every level of government, and we've seen yes. it at the state level. We've seen it, and it's happening on both sides. I mean, we're not we're not taking sides here. I mean, we you see it happening on both sides. Now, the protectionism certainly happens more so on the left. You know, when it comes to, again, these major media outlets protecting, you know, Democrats. And again, you know, it goes back to like when Democrats are are convicted of a crime, they don't mention that they're Democrats, you yeah. know. But when a Republican's convicted of a crime, they make sure to mention that the well, individual is a, de- a Republican. And it also depends who it is. You look back at how quick they cut off Al Franken's legs. Yeah. I mean, and when you look back at what he did. Yeah. You say, really? Yeah, they they got rid of him that well, quick. But, for, while but he was a comedian, not a politician. Per, no, well, well, yeah. What he did was when he was a comedian, you know. But you will talk to a a, a liberal or even a progressive about that particular, and they'll they'll admit like that they should not have yeah. allowed Franken to be taken out that way. Yeah, that was that was. I mean, I'm not a big believe me. I'm not a big Al Franken fan. Um, was not even in those daily affirmation on Saturday Night Live, <laughs> but uh, that that was a little harsh. Well, again, in comparison to what to the what's Me Too movement now? was actually intended for, which is like what happened at Fox News with Roger Ailes, right? right? What's right, happening right, with the Cuomos? Right. What's happening? You know what we see so prevalent. Yes, there are valid uh, times where certain people need to be taken out. Um, but, you know, we look at the incestuous relationship again, you know, that allows for this stuff to happen. You know, when you're talking about people that are now now disguised as journalists in like George Stephanopoulos. George Stephanopoulos is not a journalist. George Stephanopoulos was a Clinton advisor. He was a spokesperson you know, he was for right. the Clintons. <laughs> he and like, then he's interviewing the Clintons. And I'm like, this yeah. is not appropriate. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know, or you see when Chelsea Clinton used to work at NBC, or you, or or even, or even Jenna Bush, you know, used to work at NBC as well. You know, I think she still works at NBC. Jenna probably yeah. on the Today Show. Yeah, she's yeah. On the, she's in the morning. She yeah, she's done well with the Today Guys, Show. Guys, she all, drinks well. It's all about the Benjamins. Yeah, I it, mean, and, it really is, and not to be biased. However, we can easily look at the Trump administration and see how many positions were taken up by Trump family members. So even yeah. though they weren't getting paid. There is still uh, politics itself is a very big cesspool. Of but nepotism. to me, there is a difference also into what type of roles do they have? But sure. let, you but, know, because you look at what Jared, you look at Jared Moskowitz's role, and honestly, he he deserves a lot of credit for the accomplishments. Oh, they hate him of, they of, hate of the Trump administration. The liberals hate him. Even some of my favorite podcasters cannot stand him. Right. Well, because they he brought people to the table. Yeah, he and did. He got things done. But, but in all honesty, Abraham Accords. Let me ask you a question though. In politics, you know, and, and again, I'm I'm learning it and seeing it and realizing what it is, and and it can be pretty vicious. Yeah. And if you trust, if you've got to look for someone to trust, and, and I mean, you're going to look at family, mm-hmm. especially if they're qualified. I mean, and it's not just recently well, let's look at let's look back at the kennedy administration sure. oh right. it's nothing but family I mean, well the right fact that the, i mean the, the that's sitting my point. president had the audacity to elect to nominate his brother as the attorney general that was amazing i mean that's crazy like that i don't think you could get away with that nowadays well um ah they're trying to do that to Kamala. They want to push her to the Supreme Court. Well, it, it would be like the Castro stop brothers. It, just stop it. It would be it would be as if the Castro brothers, if one of them got elected and then the other one went ahead and appointed the other one, you know, the thing to, is, if the president the if the president is that purdy, then you can get away with a lot. Well, that was the thing. Everybody was enamored with him. Yeah, they and, loved him and enamored with the family. And then what happens in Texas? Yeah. Yeah. So, but you know, we we see so many examples of this, and I think, you know, I don't know. I mean, and, and I'm, you know, I I think it wouldn't be hard to really kind of to tie, you know, this situation with what's also happening with Democrats in general, which is that we're seeing the foundation, we're seeing like the curtain getting pulled back on who they really are, 
right? Whether it's in the media or whether it's in politics. I mean, we're, you know, uh, our, our next topic is about Kamala Harris, right? And how basically her office is in complete disarray right now. She lost five of her key staff members in less than a week. Uh, and again, you don't just leave a job at the White House. I mean, it's a big deal to get one and then to leave one. In, in less than a year. Yeah. Well, don't get me wrong. We all, we've seen the West Wing. We, we know it ages you very quickly and you get burnt out. So people leaving after a year or two years, that makes sense. That's yeah, kind of from the vice president's office. No, where why can, you know, why am I even hearing about people leaving in the, in the vice president's hmm, office? Right. Like that's supposed to be a quasi cushy job. Like you don't get many yeah, assignments. Because what is right, really, what is the, you know, again, unless you have someone like Biden, who some say is throwing her under the bus when it comes to, to like the issue at the border. And, you know, when you talk about, you know, again, kind of being somewhat of the, the face out on the road of this particular administration. So, so Scott, when you, and you were, you've been in a leadership position multiple times in your life, you've led a large organization. When you cannot trust your second in command, what do you normally, what, and you can't fire them. Like, what do you do? Is as far as the way you govern the body or as far as the way you deal with that person in particular? I think deal with that person in particular. I, I have found, and I can honestly say, luckily enough, my number two was always someone I felt I could trust. Now, moving down the line, there were those I didn't. Uh, I don't feel you can run an effective administration, whether it be political, whether it be at a youth league, whether it be at the Salvation Army. As the buck stops here guy, you have to feel comfortable with the people around you. You have to be able to do your job without looking over your shoulder. And to be quite honest with you, if I, and I did quite, I don't want to say a lot, but there was four or five, six times over 20 years where I did not feel comfortable with someone that was part of my executive committee. And I was very quick, some say at times too quick, but if there is dissension in the executive ranks, then it is sensed and seen from the general. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, so and I was cancerous. very, I was very quick. Yeah. To either ask them to step down or put in motion the steps to remove them. Yeah, because in this case, obviously, he doesn't really have that choice. Like, he can't just remove Kamala Harris. But he also didn't pick Kamala Harris. No, that's We true. are watching what happens with the, at most, the top job of affirmative action. Yeah. The reason, and this is sad, and this shouldn't have been the case. The reason why she's on, she was put on the ticket is because the those that were in leadership of the Democrat Party felt that she would be able to pull the black vote, the black female vote. And they thought putting her would, would, would champion that situation. She didn't earn it. She wasn't vetted for it. She didn't, she didn't have a good relationship with Biden. I mean, they were attacking each other during the primaries. She, she went at him hard. Yeah. And she didn't, she, well, she didn't win any votes in her own state. He, he didn't remember that, though. <laughs> no. No, and I think they leveraged, I think the people close to Biden leveraged that to, to their, I mean, I'm not saying that actually happened. I mean, but, but I think it was one of those things where they did. I mean, we're looking at a party who is obsessed with identity politics. Correct. And they went off and they checked off all the boxes. And the only one that, that really they couldn't stand even more so than, than Kamala Harris uh, was Tulsi Gabbard. You know what I mean? And so that left her as kind of the only choice. I mean, because I don't think they were ballsy enough to put Pete Buttigieg in that second And seat. they weren't going to pick, um, oh, who's the one that's running for governor now in Georgia? Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams. I, I don't think she wanted it. No, she wanted to be. She wants the governorship. And even now, I don't think she's going to get it. The midterms right. are going to be craziness. However, again, with Kamala, there's been so many problems with her administration, with her campaign. I was very surprised that they picked her. That her campaign tried to unionize. Could you imagine? You've worked on campaigns. So did Bernie's. And so did Bernie. Can you imagine yeah. a campaign unionizing? Right. You're like, guys, you're here for less than a year. You're just, you're really just here to work, get paid, and leave. Right. But, <laughs> but it's one of those things where it's like, okay, well, do you believe in this stuff or not?
you know, and you so can't. it's hilarious because I think it's only going to become a bigger issue. It should as more of these uh, Democrat campaigns happen. No Republican campaign is ever going to unionize. No, but we saw it happen with with Bernie, and he had a saw huge issue. Yep. And then also when it came to the minimum wage issue, we yep. saw them, but also have problems because they were out there touting this fifteen twenty dollar minimum wage. Meanwhile, their staffers weren't even making I mean, that much. This might sound a little crazy, but I do not believe a in a presidential election they should name a vice president until they've been elected to oh my well part of me thinks the part of me thinks and obviously the the only part where it gets tricky is is that they're the the deciding vote right yeah in a in in which we now tend to have more of a 50 50 senate than ever does anyone vote for president because of their vice president not in this cycle. Uh, well, actually, well, no. Uh, Pence. But I could, there are many Pence, evangelicals I, yeah. voted for Trump because of Pence. Right there, I don't think anyone voted for Bush Jr. because of of uh, Darth Vader. I, mean, I don't think that Dick occurred. Cheney. Dick Cheney. Um, <laughs> the man shot someone in the face and had him apologize to Dick Cheney. Yeah, that was the Dick Cheney administration. Look, oh, I loved look. it. I loved it. He jumped in front of the pheasant <laughs> to save the to pheasant. save the pheasant. Sure, he did. <laughs> See, Republicans are cons- are conservationists because that's what hunters do. Hunters absolutely. jump in front of yeah. Uh-huh. Abs- absolutely, <laughs> but I I really do believe but the, that a vice president is there to serve at the pleasure of the president, which is but that, that hasn't is, always that, been the case. But that I is mean, a true statement. Remember, we're there now. Up until up and you know up until let's say modern politics, I mean there there was it was a, a completely separate elected office. Yeah, but we also didn't have. I mean, what was the last? And time? oftentimes they weren't even from the same party. Congress wasn't even in Republican hands prior to Reconstruction. Like it's been it was like a hundred years before the Republicans took back the Congress. So yes, we've had a long term situation where the the vice president was really. Just, I mean, what the first two or three elections, it was a runner up was the vice president. Like that's how the politics used to happen for a while until Jefferson. So that's when you realize how much power they really do have. And you send them to do stupid things. They're basically our prime ministers, yeah. honestly. But I will say there's, there always have been issues. So with you're the saying Kamala. the queen has power? <sighs> why you gotta do that? Why, why you gotta go there with me? <laughs> I will say this. I know that's your weakness. <sighs> well, I gotta be honest with you over there. <laughs> It, 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 she it, has a lot it, more influence. It, it, she's got a lot more influence than the prime minister sure, does, yeah. I think. She causes yeah. more problems, honestly. Anyways, back to my original point before <laughs> you brought her majesty into this conversation. <laughs> okay. Um, Kamala's administration and even her office prior before she became vice president was in turmoil. Turmoil. Yeah. There were rumors about her not reading the briefs before things and then yelling at her staffers. She's a t- it's a toxic work environment and not because she's a she's woman. She's a toxic individual. She is a very toxic individual. She's, and it's not because she's a woman. It's not because uh, because of her race. It's because of who she is as right. a person. Yeah. And people don't like that. And you think that's going to translate into a presidential bid? I mean, Hector, yes, I, I think it would be interesting to see if they allow for uh, Beto to be vice president you know what f it i don't even know who if if biden and i don't want this to happen but if biden passes away before Beta's too busy cycle, being a martyr in texas oh my god he still says he's gonna take everyone's guns away i love it i absolutely in love texas it. in texas right. it's not gonna happen yeah no <laughs> no there's nothing i'll say on that no Oh my God. Okay. So to read some of the commentaries and everything else. Yes. Uh, Kim, there was a video uh, of Biden saying that he would immediately fire anyone who was bullying or being a bad work environment. I agree with that. And I doubt he's going to get rid of his vice president. I believe he is allowed to ask her to resign. The president is allowed to ask someone to resign. But uh, the problem Hector, right now for the Hector, Democratic let us, Party. Let us know what the secession plan is for the, that. The problem right now with the Democratic Party though, is who do you replace her with? Gretchen Whitmer's turned out to be a huge hypocrite. Um, I don't think she'd pass the muster. No. Um, and she's easily one of the more popular Democrats that are out there, not currently in D.C. Gavin Newsom, forget it. He barely survived the recall. Um, you know, New York, obviously, also 
uh, and there's nobody at the uh, you know the light the lights are barely on in New York. There's no one there. There's um, no one there. You know, and so you look around, and I mean Val Demings. I mean she's going to run for Rubio seat. I mean that you know she's going to lose. The the, the, the <laughs> moment they went with Hillary Clinton during the first Trump administration for that first election, they killed their bench. The fact that that happened, that I don't see a well, bench that, for the Democrats. I, no, they don't. And what, what shocked me was that they would go with someone who has a history in law infor- enforcement in the middle of, you know, the, the, the basically the law enforcement being the biggest target <laughs> of Democrats and liberal activists. Yeah, how's that uh, More so than ever, right. I mean, but you've got a woman who basically, you know, is as as incarcerated more men of color than any of her predecessors in the state of California, and then and yet that's the person that they put into the seat for vice president. Yes, because she's a black woman, and the only reason why how offensive is that? How offensive yeah. is that that, that you, they knew that the, the only reason that, why you're there and is they knew, because of your skull, and your color, and your voters, skin, right? And they knew Democrat voters would only care about that. Nothing else is because that's so offensive. Yeah. That's why the whole the whole affirmative action thing has always been upsetting to me because you it's you're filling a quota so are you really there for the reasons that you need to be there no did you really earn it well like Buttigieg I mean what has Buttigieg done you know and so what what's funny is that they be, it forced the whole issue right now with the supply chain and all the ships and all this stuff it forced Democrats to come to the table and be like well he's really just a figurehead yeah you know he doesn't really have to be there there's a whole bunch of people that work under him that make all the decisions and then they were trying to push. Well, he should be allowed to be with his child. That, that was not in the middle else. of a national or global supply chain crisis. I'm, I'm sorry. I liked it when our politicians had. They're elected for a reason. They're put in these positions yeah. for a reason. And if they can't handle it, then they shouldn't be in the job. But again, yeah. did you watch the the documentary? Uh, Pete Buttigieg on Amazon Prime, no. I believe. Oh my gosh, I didn't either. I just saw the cliff notes. It is, I'm going to it not phenomenal. watch that one right after I do not watch the Colin Kaepernick one. <laughs> so, in fact, actually, let's go ahead live to Kamal Harris's office right now and see if anybody's working. Uh, no, if I get one more direction from production staff, I'm going to walk off the stage. <laughs> No one was here to do my I makeup. I think considering how the day is going, I think we'd all be safer in uh, listening to said producer for it. Um, it's just been that kind of day. So, all right. Uh, thank you, everybody, for watching The Yard Sign. We are live on Clubhouse. <laughs> if you want to join the conversation, we'd love to have you on. Join us in the the Yard Sign room or look for me, Johnny Torres. Uh, again, we want to bring other people in the conversation, just like calling into a radio show, and you can do that via Clubhouse. Now, if you are not able to watch today's full episode, don't forget you can download the audio version of our podcast over at the Tech Overlords at Google, Apple, Spotify, Audible, Amazon, uh, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, and now Samsung Podcasts. Uh, so if uh, you're a weirdo like uh, a certain Anibal David Cabrera and do not subscribe to an iPhone uh, but choose an Android device instead and it happens to be a Samsung. I feel attacked. <laughs> I feel attacked. Oh, we're going to keep on we're gonna keep on pushing this episode? First of all, I, I, some of the most stubborn people on earth are those that never converted to iPhones. <laughs> I saw that meme today. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's perfect. What do you got? You oh, got the jitterbug? We're not even on TV. Okay, now we're back. I, 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 yeah, I'm with Cricket. No. Um, <laughs> he, is a man, he is a man of the people. Jitterbug. I have my first of all my life i hate to say it is google so i have the pixel 6 yeah google phone i gotta be honest i love it i've heard good things i love it because the coolest part about it is it's got the magic eraser yeah so if i take a picture and there's someone photobombing or whatever in the background (laughs) you can just take them out yeah and um, if Silicon Valley were somehow absorbed by a, an enormous crater in the earth and I had to use an Android phone, I would go to a Google phone. I, I enjoy it. I, well, it I makes really sense. do. It's, um, I mean, family it, pictures, mom, mother-in-law. The people, that, yeah, the people that make the, the software are, is making the hardware. Yeah. I like it. Well, they I, make, okay they've got that. their own processor well, now. The yeah. Windows phone, which actually was actually quite good. I liked um, it. You know, I loved it. I liked it. I loved my Windows phone. Um, and that was before I became an Apple user. You know, but uh, again, it's like taking, you know, the engine of a Ferrari and sticking it into a Corvette. You know, it's like 
okay it might work i guess you know but is that right well i like they have their own process or not. i mean the it's reason why own, yeah and the uh, reason why i don't use iphones is because i don't believe in child labor and because of that <laughs> i try to make sure that i'm american made uh what, like, what shoes are you the wearing? comment section uh, yeah. what shoes from, are you first wearing? of all these are from italy so i'm sure your, i'm down. sure your phone was made with prenatal let's labor all, okay let's all calm down <laughs> i just i am anti-apple <laughs> I, I I really am. Yeah, I, they're, I, they're they're not I, the republic. They I, are <laughs> they are the empire. I, I do not appreciate walking into a store oh. and looking for a phone case. That's forty. And they have three aisles full of Apple and one <laughs> little sliver of an end cap for everything else. Right. I you know, and that's why I'm running in politics. <laughs> Because I refuse to let the big guys take over. Oh Someone's got to fight so for the for the Android well, guys. Yeah, but they know that their the money is not made on the accessories. The money is made on 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 building. The also, now we're just focused on money. So besides child labor, we're also just going to focus on yes. the bottom line. That you is know, capitalism one hundred and one. I, I know. I completely agree. This is producer. Um, I will say this: right. the comment section is blowing yes. up. Let's check in with those. Chase guys. Harrison. Uh, <laughs> Chase, by the way, uh, I have an iPhone, but I can't wait to get back to a Samsung. Don't do uh, it. Kim Davis is saying, "Me too." I, I regretted it. For, I regretted it for all forty-eight hours. <laughs> Some are still on their phone. What? They're going back and forth. A while back, I switched from an iPhone to Sony. Sony was making uh, an the Galaxy. You know, the yeah, the yeah no, whatever. this was like way before that. It was oh, uh, Ericsson. No, no, it was yeah, it was a Sony something, and um, yeah, it was the worst like two days of my life. I I have never used an iPhone. I I don't see it happening. I don't uh, see myself going back to anything but Apple products. I mean, I have the watch, I have the iPad, yeah, the laptop. Just continue the, to give money to those you know, people. But it all works together so seamlessly yeah, and perfectly. Because children are putting it together. <laughs> well, my child happens to be the one using it. Oh my god, a child working on devices that were made by children. I know. Look at that. It's harmonious. Circle it's harmonious. Of life. That's right. No, now that the great the great breakdown of globalization has occurred, we will not <laughs> see more manufacturing in the United States. So oh thank you, Lord. President Trump, for closing down the country. When did this become a tech show? Oh, oh if this I know. could become a if this could become an economic <laughs> show, I would love oh. it. I would get here an hour early with actual material that I study. I study for these topics too, I'm not gonna lie. So Yeah. Well, if you would show up early, then maybe you could have your own podcast. Bro, are we going to have this conversation right now? <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Let's get into I'm our final topic I'm just here for looks tonight. tonight, obviously, folks. <laughs> Kim, Kim Davis has the Samsung. Leona, uh, hey, Leona, saying that the phone wars. The phone yes. Wars. And we all know what happens with the, with the phone wars. The Republic yeah. goes down. And then the, the rebels. phone wars are the only reason I've ever lost money in a stock. I stupidly, <sighs> still here. I stupidly bought uh stock in nokia Ew. and yeah that was a big mistake nokia nokia us which notoriously <laughs> is worse. non-existent I mean, yeah. hector yeah i tried android for a year and didn't and didn't work out apple apple all the way for me of yeah, course man. hector agrees with you also hector did you answer the question from before about about <laughs> a, the president firing the vice president i don't remember that going through our west wing chapters wow getting snippy over there i try all right, don't forget, everybody, uh, we uh, would appreciate you if you liked, shared, and commented on tonight's episode. Um, and uh, please get it out there into some of the other Facebook groups and uh, social circles, if you will. Um, we continue to look for new ways to uh, distribute this show, like playing nice with Samsung phones. So now you can find us very easily on the Samsung podcast uh, platform. <laughs> I hope they're paying. So, they no, but they're distributing not. the show for free. So, hey, I mean, you there know. There you go. I mean, our our audio numbers are looking fantastic so i mean i'll continue allegedly. to push allegedly i'll show you the numbers <laughs> you tell me that every single week i forget to send you, you I'll never send you said no it's fine it's fine if i get here an extra five <laughs> minutes before the show starts allegedly well see starts. if you had an apple laptop i could just airdrop it to you i could just see or you could just put it in an email <laughs> <laughs> who uses email anymore oh my gosh all my clients use emails all the time calm down with that all right judicial watch everybody there are a lot of high profile court cases uh, of course, the Cuomo's uh, are just kicking theirs off. But uh, right now, we're in the heat of what I think 
could if we had an honest and pure journalist um, environment, I think could be the easy, the largest, uh, most sensational court case um, possibly in the last maybe two or three decades. Um, you know, maybe short of the OJ trial um in Jillian Maxwell who was the longtime girlfriend companion assistant whatever she wants to call herself now of uh, Jeffrey Epstein out of 10 people on the street if you walked up and said who's Maxwell how many do you think will no, know they would think no, it was coffee one of them honestly they would think it was coffee one of one if or two you of get them. one or two I would be shocked. But the sensationalism, the reason this is such a big deal is because of all the names that are on the periphery. We know that. But yeah, but again, if all of a sudden, if all of a sudden she starts naming names and saying, you know, and making accusations against people like Bill Clinton, like Bill Gates, like Prince Andrew, like all of a sudden people are really going to find out who Jelaine Maxwell Will is. Will it get to the average Joe on the street? No. If those names are ever, if those names are actually named in in this process, um, along with you know who knows how many others, I mean Jeffrey Epstein had a had a freaking portrait of Bill Clinton in a blue dress. Was it blue or red? It was blue. It was blue because of because uh, of you, Monica. Yeah, Monica Lewinsky. You really wanted him to wear a red one. She <laughs> he's a Democrat. No, but the point being is is that uh, there are so many people that could be potentially uh, implicated in this, and what what again many f governments, including our own, are saying could be the largest sex trafficking ring in the world. Um, again, this this has a monumental. Why do you think Bill Clinton flew there so many times? One, I don't think he could stand to be at home with um, Hillary. That's one thing right there. I mean, if wow. you had a friend, if well, you had a friend who Bill had a Clinton, private... Bill Clinton was going to the house for private, therapy. Right. If you had a friend who had a private island, a mega yacht, a private jet, that you could basically summon uh, you know, at will, I mean, wouldn't you take advantage of that? I mean... I'd I, at least ask for a campaign donation. I mean, I, I have <laughs> in the past for friends like that, so I'm not going to say anything. But uh, yeah, they'll write you like a fifty dollars campaign check. Oh yeah, <laughs> of course, it's all going to the jet, the yacht, and the private island. Oh my gosh, you know. And so again, obviously, there are there are varying degrees as to what has come out. You know, some people are saying that Bill Clinton really didn't have any intimate moments with any of the young women that were on this island, but that they were giving him like massages and things. He was like that. there for fishing, and <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, fishing for an excuse, maybe. Uh, yeah, it's it's um, it, you know, and then of course uh, Bill Gates, you know, admitted to going uh, not only for business reasons, but later on, it even admitted that he was seeking counseling from Jeffrey Epstein of all people about his marriage, marriage. about his marriage to Melinda Gates. Marriage. Somebody who I don't think Jeffrey Epstein was married. Was he ever married? Uh, no, he wasn't. Uh, no, I don't think yeah, I don't think so. You know, and so you have these horrible, you know, very thin excuses um, and a lot of, you know, illegal and borderline illegal things happening on this private island. And the only reason why we even know anything about this was because I think the Miami Herald was the one that broke. The, it was a South Florida newspaper yeah. that broke the story that got right. him. Well, because Epstein had a house in that Palm got Beach. him arrested the first right. time in yeah. Florida. And then it was the AG back then, which I don't even know how that man is still allowed to practice any kind of law. Yeah. Slapped him on the wrist did like a few years of home arrest. And even then the Bill Clinton, all these other people were still working with him, mm -hmm. even after he had a record of being a sex as a sex offender. And so the simple fact is this, the house that he lived in in New York was raided by the FBI. Evidently there are, there are mountains of tapes that Epstein had with him. That, because of course, why wouldn't you blackmail everyone that you knew well, see, that's going through this? And that's the thing. Most people still to this day could not tell you what Jeffrey Epstein's actual services were mm -hmm. like nobody like he wasn't a banker he wasn't an investor i mean there's some rumors that he was in the financial industry for some time but towards the end people people could not tell you why he was rich where he was getting his money from and there are a lot of people that think that it was because he was not only running this sex trafficking ring but that he was also um you know extorting money from individuals through blackmail i i think you know again the average joe on the street where, like we're saying, sex trafficking ring. Yeah. 
you know, we, we're saying these things and this and that, and call it what it is. He was a pimp. Yes. Well, a pedophile, really. Well, he was a pimp. He was a pimp. Still a pimp. He was I, yeah. a pimp. So Kimberly Davis saying that the little black book was officially admitted in, into evidence yesterday. Oh, wow. Was that from Maxwell or was that from Epstein? That's another conversation. Because, right. again, I wouldn't be surprised if she was the second Fiddle, if she wasn't the second second in command well, of that no, entire ring. She was the one that would talk to a lot of these young women and convince them to join their, you know, organization and come work for Jeffrey. And, and you know, she was the Pied Piper oh, you know, yeah. when it came to a lot of these women. The corporate structure was quite fascinating. And then the, the exit packages for these girls. Well, were. because for a man to convince a young woman to do that sort of thing, obviously, would be incredibly difficult. But for another woman to present the case and make a, you know, make a, a career case out of it, a financial case out of it. Obviously that brings down the, the barrier of entry. Where, where are all these women now? So some of them are testifying in this current um, trial. I think um, about 10 have come forward. Yes. And they're not giving us the names and the only names that are coming out of Maxwell's position are names of people that we, that everyone already knows about. And so no new names have really come out, but uh, Hector, clarified for me in regards to it was a south florida sun sentinel that broke the epstein story right. and the ag was alex uh, acosta from yep. the trump labor secretary right yeah which that all quickly you know they made him go away real quick i i oh, yeah you Resigned. know, you look at that in the other trial, you're talking about the, the Smollett. I know what you're getting to is that the average American doesn't care because I, it, 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 more of them, I think, because are, it doesn't affect them. But I believe more of them are more tuned into something like the Smollett trial okay. than they are this because I believe it's something that they can relate to. Yeah. But I think you should always also be in the situation that someone, a woman was taking advantage of other women and, and we're giving these women basically as prizes to these very, very influential, very rich men. And just like any, and again, the, the eventually, a pimp. A, yeah, event, it's a pimp. And I think people are making it cleaner <laughs> oh, than what, what it, it really is. And yeah, if you right. would be honest, again, we're from Florida, we're from Tampa, we have a deep seaport. We know about human trafficking. We'd fight for it. We fight against it all the time. Yeah. And so that's a situation that a lot of Floridians understand this situation. And in South Florida is a ridiculous amount of, of human trafficking that's happening. Mm -hmm. And the fact that no one is talking about this, again, I agree. Well, with, the I, fact that we're the gateway to South America, yeah. we're the gateway to, you know, even to parts of Europe. Yeah. I mean, and so I, I agree with Scott. I think the uh, uh, Jesse Maxwell is not going to get anywhere near compared to the the hate basically the false hate crime that occurred to juicy sommelier so i'm gonna purposely Jeez. say his name wrong every single time is that the, french it <sighs> we and so <laughs> <laughs> i think what he did was even worse in a lot of, a lot of situations because he purposely not worse to maxwell not works to maxwell but he purposely lied to cause a a, a riff of the American people sure. and try to do that to get higher money, get more money in the to in negotiations during yeah. empire, which I wanted to get into. And then this whole thing <laughs> felt happened. I was like, I'm not watching it, but I was going to watch it for cookie, which yeah, she's a phenomenal actress. I mean, but you look at this guy and you would assume looking on the surface, he's a smart individual. But how do you yourself go and hire the two guys to beat you up? Would you not get a middleman or a third part? Sure, somebody right. $3,500? No. But see, he was, I don't think he was making that kind of money yet. You know what I mean? It he was, was, in, in down, he was he, living in downtown. And these two guys. He was Chicago. making, no, he was making good money. He was making 30 something thousand an episode. No, well, I understand that's not that. that much, but actually. yeah, but I mean, it's. It's not that much. Yeah, but you're talking about what? 12 episodes in a season? You wouldn't want that? It's not a fact of me. It's the fact that Big yeah, Bang Theory was giving over a million. No, I know, but it's a six-figure. It's a six-figure job in downtown Chicago, which again, I mean, it's it's it, it, to Anibal's point. I mean, he had a six-figure job, but he's living in downtown Chicago. You know, which again doesn't add up. You know, the the the, the dollar doesn't stretch that far. No. Um, you know, and uh, and then the, I think the other thing was that these two Nigerian men who actually right. committed, you know, the favor 
<laughs> um, yeah, is that a crime? I, I mean, is it a crime to hire somebody to if beat you up? If someone pays so you to beat a, you up, is that a crime? It's a crime to fu- to file a false. Was, right, no, 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 no. It was is about it a crime? Yeah. Is is it illegal? Okay, let me take one step back for the guy. No, wait. It's a better word. Is I don't think so. If this is Jusui uh, Samule's kink to get beaten up and pay for it that's one thing right but the moment you actually file a police report is when the crime we is conducted he committed a crime yeah but if you gave me a hundred dollars to take you outside and beat you up is that a crime on my part no because again i don't know what his kink is and maybe that's his thing i don't know but it's not a crime for you to beat someone up that's paying you to do that service yeah so I don't. I mean, the truth is that we don't. We don't know. I mean, I mean, it's it's <laughs> six figure apartment. <laughs> the comment section is hilarious right now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you're right. I think more people are probably going to care about the the Smollett case than than the, it's sadly more relatable than the than the Maxwell case. It, right. It, 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 the Jesse Smollett case. I'm sorry if anyone saw the movie Liar Liar. Well, and we love with, the, with Jim Carrey when yeah. he beat himself up in right. the bathroom. But it, that it, to me is Jesse. And Smollett. as Americans, we love <laughs> we love to see the rise and fall of our celebrities. You know what I mean? We're obsessed with it. I mean, you look at and the fact that he was on his way up. You know, he was. I mean, he was skyrocketing. Got to be honest, and I didn't know him until no. This but happened. his but his star was rising. You know what I mean? Which is why he was demanding more money, and he thought that this controversy was going to make his name more mainstream. Oh, it did. Um, and <laughs> it did. right, he was in the Mighty Ducks too. Well, he was in the Mighty Ducks. He was in Skinny Powerful Empire. I had no idea he was in the Mighty what Ducks. What was he in the Mighty Ducks? A movie nineteen ninety two. No, I know the. M- Who? <laughs> I got, give me about three more he minutes. He had to be research. one of the two yeah. brothers. Why? Why got to be one of the two? <laughs> no, I'm actually mean brothers, not brother. I mean brothers. One of the two brothers that played on the team. I didn't. I was too old for all those Mighty Ducks movies. So. I loved them. They were really cool. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, again, um, I think Smollett probably gets off um, because you know he probably has enough money to get. No, have decent, I don't think he gets no, off. No, I think no. he gets off. I don't think that jury. I think he did, gets probation. I think he is gets, it a jury trial. Um, I don't know. Is it a jury trial? It is a jury trial. Yeah. That that jury deliberates for five minutes because he was already technically. I'm not found he's guilty. Not guilty. He, he was, was already, already guilty. Fa- he was already found guilty once because right. they were going to just have him do community service, and then the AG at the time was That's removed. Why I he oh, right. and, then they so, and then they did the full trial. That's why yeah. I'm saying he doesn't get a little slap. He's going to serve time. Yes, right, because of the crooked AG. In that situation, right. I forgot right. about that. So right. he was one of the two brothers, <laughs> Terry Hall and Jesse Hall. Oh my god! Good you. Yeah, Look at you, coach. Yeah, yeah. You were also. What? When would this movie come out? Yeah, eighty. Nope. This no. come out. What, was, the Mighty was Ducks was in Mighty the, Ducks would have been early. 90s. Of course, he's going to remember. He was like in his thirties when it happened. Wow. Ninety-two. We're hearing from. Oh, from the producer. Okay, so I was in middle school. In 92, I was 20. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that I was, was 27. <laughs> I mean, now, so, you know, I was 12, so that, I mean, I guess it was borderline. I think it was probably like when I was like, I'm too cool to watch this little kid movie about hockey. Plus, I'm from Miami. Like You were too how cool. Do I, I mean, we had the Panthers. You by, were too cool. No, like, Weren't you a cheerleader? As, a, as a teenager, hey, not, hey, in 90, hey, hey. not in 92. Thank you very much. I was too. <laughs> not that in, explains everything not 92 i wasn't uh that came much later um but when we're talking about when <laughs> after the show you gotta tell me what this <laughs> honestly i don't even know when the producer I know does it i have no idea what that means when she oh does it, i'm still trying to learn what this means honestly i can i don't know anyways <laughs> i don't care for any of the mighty ducks franchise that's all i was trying to wow. say wow Wow, that's a those those are fighting words. I was a teenager from Miami, like hockey. It was like you didn't like, like you hockey. Probably, might as well have been a foreign not, sport because you probably didn't like Rocky either. 
No, I mean <gasps> boxing. Hello, Miami is very pivotal to boxing with the Fifth Street Gym. Muhammad I know Ali, you weren't born when Rocky you know, came out. Go ahead I there. Too. No, but with yeah. hockey, as a as a Latin American kid living in Miami, you couldn't relate to a movie about hockey. You're gonna pull out because you're a because Latin, you because you're a Latinx person. You're. Not I don't think we even had a up. hockey team yet in Florida, or maybe even at least South Florida. I don't no, even know. No, what, the, the the Panthers came before the Lightning, I believe. Right, but what year was that? Well, I know the lightning came out the year I donated a kidney to my father. <laughs> Seriously, that's how I remember it. Sure. The lightning came out that year, so that was 92, 93. Okay, that was the lightning. Could have been 94. And you're saying the Florida Panthers came before that? I believe or just right yeah. after. But I remember. that's the only reason I remember the lightning, right. because someone gave me a lightning jacket as a present. But see, as a kid, Great, I me, gave a kid my world, I get a lightning jacket. <laughs> my world was soccer and baseball. That's all I cared about. No, it was probably the other thing. I didn't. Soccer. I had no connection to 90, hockey. Ninety-three is when the Florida Panthers. Pass, Pat, Panthers. 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 <laughs> and when did the Lightning? I'm come offended out? right now. <laughs> it might have been the same. So year. that was ninety-three. Probably an expansion, you know. My yes, ninety-three. So I think that the year the Colorado Avalanche also came out. I think no, 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 no. That weren't they part all part of that same expansion? No. They wouldn't have given the state two at the same time. No. no, I'm not talking about the Lightning. I'm saying the Florida Panthers, I think, came out the same year Ooh, as the Colorado. Ooh, 92. I, thank you. That's what I'm saying. I know. Right. So the Lightning yeah, came out. You were out. conscious during this time. Exactly. So the Panthers came out, and then the Lightning came out. No, the Lightning, were then first? a year later, Watch the, the producer. Panthers. Yeah. I know. We became a she, sports she, show now. She's doing she's this, doing this again. Made, that, a sports show now. You know what? That's like Sam Weish with the Bucks back in the <laughs> days. You know, run it again. Well, I've, if anything, I've learned more about our state sport history than uh, than anything on this on this episode. So why can't this become an economics podcast? I've offered you many times to do your own we podcast. We have never sat down and talked about this. Whose fault is that? Whose fault is that? Take some initiative, Anibal. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's gonna call. Why do I feel like I'm a referee? That's gonna be the end of the arc line. Thank you so much for watching, listening, whenever, wherever you might be doing so. I appreciate an evil David Cabrera, a Scott <laughs> Levinson, lies for Hillsborough County County Commission uh, District One, and make sure you visit Scott Levin. Vote Scott Levinson dot com. Scott like. Say that again. <laughs> Try vote, that again. Vote Scott Levinson. Vote com. Oh, we, Levinson. Have, we have it on the screen. Com. He is the, vote look at that. Great, the great, the great white hope of Hillsborough County. I need, don't, what, stop saying that. What did he say? I don't know. Oh <laughs> VoteLevinson.com. If I don't, and also, because I know Kimberly Davis is on there <laughs> yeah. with us. Kimberly, I'm going to say votelevinson.com. Please donate. There we go. There. Now she's happy. There, she's All happy. Right. I need to be the one that's happy. He's also running for District 1 for Hillsborough County. That's Everyone what I said. That... I've said District 1. <sighs> keep saying it. Just keep going. Yeah, I'm okay. All right. Thank you, Anibal. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Listening Thank you, Jonathan. Whenever, wherever you may be doing so. Don't forget, you can catch the audio version of our podcast over at the Tech Overlords at Google, Apple, Spotify, Audible, Amazon, Odyssey, iHeartRadio, and now Samsung Podcasts. Uh, on behalf of uh, our producer, Lindsay, Anibal, Scott, thank you so much. We will catch you back here next Monday night. Good night, everybody. Ah!